make the bad man stop. All right, everyone, this is Tim with the Online Big Blue, bringing you the best in New York Giants sports talk here, Tim. And yes, it's going to be one of those videos. Because you know what? We get the Texans on Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Be there. Uh, we got a lot going on I want to talk about briefly. Haven't done a video in a couple days because you know what? The new podcast has been blowing up, and I, and I have to thank everyone who is... Um, Who's gone out there and uh, downloaded or whatever you do on podcasts? It's Get Off My Lawn, the Mad Ramblings of a Gen Xer. We're probably going to bring it over to YouTube soon as well. Uh, but if you haven't, um, if you haven't listened to it, please do. I'm going to leave it in the comment section below and also in the uh, description section here. Uh, it's just basically my daily ramblings about everything. Today's rambling is for uh, student loan forgiveness and the racist lottery. What happened to personal responsibility? It's a good episode. But let's talk about the New York football giants. We are the New York giants. Some say we must be great. Pasadena is our business. Super Bowl. We just can't wait. That, of course, is the Giants song or video from 1986. Came in after the Super Bowl shuffle in 85. We are the best. Shuffle on through. Shuffle on through. Lucky knew we would. We're so bad. You know we're good. Um, the Giants, I said it the other day, need to make a statement. And I know some people agreed and some people disagreed, but you have to make it sooner or later if you want to be a legitimate playoff team. And I'm not saying the Giants are a legitimate playoff team. I'm, I'm not saying they're not, but you have to make a statement. You have to come out to the rest of the league and say, okay, this is what we are. This is what we're doing. This is the team we are. The Texans only have one win. They are extremely beatable. They have talent. But if the Giants at 6-2 and two are to be that better team, you need to go out, and I'm saying it again, you need to go out and make a statement. You need to go drop 35 on this team and hold them to like 10 points. No no, 21-19 win, no comeback. You have to make a statement. And you know what? The Giants' luck after the bye has not always been there. We've had, we've, had the, we've had the bye jinx, and I'm trying to hex the bye jinx. And get it, get it, get it out of here. Get it, get, get it, get it away from us. Because you know we have to exercise the demons of the jinx past. We have to exercise those demons. We got to get them out of here, and we will. I have faith in the Shane. I have faith in the Dave. I have faith in the calf guy. Faith in the wink. One person I am not one hundred percent faithful on is Daniel Jones. I think everyone knows that. And uh, I mean. Again, this is not bashing Daniel Jones, but Daniel Jones is not going to be back here next year. You could hope, you can wish, you know, you can wish upon a star. And I'm starting to see some realism shifting in reference to some of the people that are such staunch Daniel Jones supporters that they understand that a quarterback with six touchdowns and two interceptions is probably not going to be here. And they always talk about advanced stats, and I love it because you've had people now using advanced stats against Daniel Jones. You, had, you showed how Daniel Jones and a lot of his advanced stats are anywhere between 31st and 32nd. You had Carl Banks, who is the giant. Well, he has to be because he, he, is, he is the voice of the Giants on radio, but he, he, was, he is the protector of the Giants' faith. And even he has posted videos pointing out the fact that some of the plays that Daniel Jones is checking down, that's not the first option, and there are guys wide open deep down the field. And everyone wants to blame the wide receivers, but you can't. Because when you're open and you don't get the ball, it makes it a little bit harder to catch it. Then they blame the offensive line, but then it turns out Daniel Jones has either the second or the first or the second amount of time, large, longest amount of time in the pocket, which means you're not getting rid of the ball fast enough. That you're never really looking downfield. You are staying in the pocket, then checking down because you're not seeing the entirety of the field. 
So Daniel Jones is not going to be back next year. I said it a couple of weeks ago. I said, book it. I forget what day it was. I wrote it down, but I lost it on my desk of a mess of a desk. But there's multitudes of reasons. One, he's not Shane and Dable's guy. They're going to say everything good that they can about Daniel Jones, but he's not their guy. You want to win and you want to lose with your guys. That's why Shane wanted Dable because Dable was his head coach. He want to win. You want to lose with your guy. And it's the same thing with a quarterback. You want to win with Josh Allen. You, you, don't, you inherited Tyrod Taylor, but you want to win with Josh Allen. You inherited Daniel Jones, so you want to win with X. And we've talked about it ad nauseum. And I've talked to people who actually work in the league, and they've said it before. I've never seen a general manager log so much airtime in reference to airports and planes going to college football games on Saturday the day before he has a game on Sunday to go scout a quarterback personally. He, they have never seen it this early in the season. They said that you may do it if it's around game nine or 10 in the college season. And they're, they're the money games because that's usually what you want to see because you want to see how these quarterbacks are going to perform under pressure as they're moving towards the NCAA playoffs, but they've never seen it before. Then there's the indication, like I said, he talks about how he needs this. He wants to sign Saquon Barkley. Comes right out and says, I want to sign Saquon Barkley. We need to sign Saquon Barkley. But then when you talk about Daniel Jones, it's, well, we only had Daniel Jones. We have only had Daniel for eight games. We're not, we don't have done evaluating. You only had Saquon Barkley for eight games. <laughs> what does something mean? Come on. So you're done evaluating Saquon, but you're not done evaluating your quarterback after eight games? And then I also love it. Like I said, he, he's got the water hitch. And I, I, like I said, it's his tell. Anytime he gets a situation, it, it, I love it. Shane always has two bottles of water right next to him, one after another. And when he gets a question he doesn't like, the first thing he does is unscrew the cap, take a big drink, and screw the cap back on very tightly, and then answer the question. And he does it every time he talks about Daniel Jones. And like I said, these are just tells. Then you look at the salary cap situation. The Giants right now have about $52, 53000000 million in salary cap for 2023. That'll probably go up as we're moving players, as people get restructured, and hopefully they're not going to restructure anyone like in the name of Kenny G or King of the Almost Sack. I don't think they're going to. I don't think they're going to restructure Leonard because they've already done that and they've already given him a dead cap number in 2024. But even with 50 million, or let's say it's even 60, you got 39 guys under contract. You have to. You need 11 to sign your con. You need 11 to sign your draft class. You're probably going to, if you keep Barkley, you're going to give him between eight to 10. So you're already down to 20. You've already taken out 22 million. So let's say you have 30 left. Are you really going to sit there and give $19 million of that to Daniel Jones? No, because you, you don't, unless he turns around and turns into Johnny Unitas, Joe Namath, Dan Marino, Aaron, young Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes in these last nine games. No, you're not going to do that for a guy who's closing in on 12 touchdown passes or 13 touchdown passes for the entire season. Tyrod Taylor could have gave you that. So if you take a look at it that way, he's not coming back just in regards to the contractual value because it was going to be a hard pill to swallow when you give him 20 million and now you're down to 10 to 15 million in cap space for free agency in 2023. And I always know, everyone always says, you're wrong about the cap space, Tim. You're wrong about the cap space. I wish I had a call-in show like every day. 
Because I, I just want to say, you know, you know, you know, we have uh, Sal from the Bronx calling in to talk about the cap space. Tim, you suck. You know, but we, we we have plenty of cap space. The cap space is always going to be there. The cap space is a feng shui, living, breathing thing that you, you just don't understand. But somehow I'm always right about the cap space. And I've said this before. We've been wrong many times on this channel about many different things. But one thing I've always been right at and are off 100,000 each way has been the cap. Because my cap numbers... I, you know, I, I, I'll say it. My cap numbers have been right the last three years. So you're not going to put yourself in cap void again by giving Daniel Jones a contract when you can go out and probably get a quarterback and probably get a good quarterback later in the later half of the second round. So you're going to have a guy, you know, that could be anywhere between 15 to 25 that you're going to turn around and get that could potentially be a better option than Daniel Jones. And people are like, well, if you go with the rookie, co- again, we, ha- we have Mitch from Queens. If you go with a rookie quarterback, you know what's going to happen. You- you're going to take a step back. There's been plenty of rookie quarterbacks. that went. There's a rookie quarterback that I can think of that went to a Super Bowl. There's rookie quarterbacks who had big years. That's not true. But that's okay. That's all right. So that's one of the reasons why. And that's another reason why we're, this isn't going to happen. Like I said, the salary cap alone. And like I said, you want to build a winner around your own guys. But the thing is, right now in 2022, you need Daniel Jones. You do. Because right now he's running your offense. He's running your offense effectively in regards to the fact that he has not become a liability with turnovers. He has been making plays when needed and when necessary. You would like to see him do that with more frequency. You would like to see him have more than one big drive in a game. But right now, if you are going to push or make a playoff push, you have to turn around and you have to keep working with Daniel Jones and moving forward with him because making any type of change outside of an injury would not make sense. And he right now gives you the best opportunity to get this 6-2 and team with a pretty light schedule outside of division games into the playoffs. I've said it before. You probably need four to five wins right now to secure a wild card berth. Division's going to be tougher because you're already 0-1 against Dallas. If you go 0-2 in the division on uh, Thanksgiving, there's gonna be, it's going to be a little bit more difficult. But four to five wins out of your nine games are what you're going to need to potentially push through into a wild card because of the fact that if you look at the wild card situation right now, the Giants are, Giants are sitting in a, in a pretty good spot. So if you make that wild card appearance... It's going to be because and with Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones in the defense. And then, and then I love it because we got Billy from Queens. Well, if he, if he gets the Giants to the playoffs, there's no way the Giants are going to get rid of him. Yeah, just like Trent Dilfer took the 2000 Baltimore Ravens to the playoffs after only eight games. And he's the only franchise, the only playoff, the only Super Bowl winning quarterback who was not re-signed by his team the next year. Brad Johnson took the, got the, uh, what's called, got the um, Buccaneers to the Super Bowl and they won. And they went out and drafted Chris Sims the next year. Tyrod Taylor got the Bills at 9-7 and seven to the playoffs when they lost to the Jags that year. And they went out and got rid of him and drafted Josh Allen. It's, there, is, there is steeped in history many quarterbacks that have left their teams after making playoff appearances. But right now, like I said, if you want to focus on winning this season, if you want to focus on moving forward and m- making a march to the playoffs, you are going to have to work directly with Daniel Jones, and he is going to have to be a vital cog to this team. It doesn't mean he's going to be back next year. He can still do – I mean, we need him to do his 17 for 31 for, you know, 198 and one touchdown and no turnovers. That's what we need him to do. 
and we need him to just turn around, hand off the ball to Saquon Barkley, control the clock, and let the defense do what they do. Doing that thing you do. That's what you need to do. And that's why I'm not saying Daniel Jones is, like I said, I'm not picking on the kid, but I'm saying this if you want to be honest and you want to look at it from the right perspective, he won't be back in 2023, but he is needed in 2022. Again, this is Tim with the Online Big Bull, bringing the best in New York Giants sports talk entertainment. And as always, if you like, subscribe. If you're ringing that button here, that'd be awesome.